Welcome back to Art Talk. I'm Dan. I'm going to get a quick sponsor message out of the way, and then we'll get right to it. Welcome back to Art Talk. I'm your host, Dan Twyman, and I'm here with my co-host, Erin. Say hello, Erin. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing, Erin? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I enjoyed our last podcast. What did you think? It was awesome. Yeah, Yeah. that guy was really something. That stone sculptor. If you haven't heard our previous podcast, definitely go check it out. Uh, Podcast number six. It's a stone sculptor. Um, And I highly recommend that you give that a listen. Today we're going to be talking to a mixed-media abstract artist, very successful artist in Los Angeles. Her name is Clara Berta. And to give you an idea, uh, I mean, there's quite a bit to her uh, accomplishments, but Erin's going to just give us a quick excerpt out of her bio. So take it away, Erin. Thank you. Okay. Clara Berta is a passionate, international, award-winning artist of Hungarian heritage. Her dynamic abstract paintings have been exhibited and collected worldwide. Clara's, all, Clara's art has also been featured in high-profile television shows, movies, and magazines. She's known for creating large-scale art that reflects the soothing colors and organic shapes found in nature, especially in the ocean. Recently, her focus has shifted to express the vibrant colors of the human body's biological and physiological energy. Her current series, Minimalism, is influenced by the less is more philosophy of renowned 20th century German architect Mies van der Rohe. Clara studied advanced composition and technique at the Santa Separata School of Art in Florence, Italy, as well as printmaking in the U.S. In, In 2015, she opened Berta Art Studio Gallery, an exhibition space, working artist studio, and cultural center in downtown Los Angeles. Wow, okay. Thank you. Appreciate that. Sure. Um, so uh, we now have on the line Clara Berta. Clara, can you hear me okay? Yes, thank you. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm excited to be with you. Thank you. Okay, good. And uh, I have Aaron here also. Say hello to Aaron. Hi. Hi, Clara. Hi. So Aaron, glad to have you. It's so lovely to hear your voice. Uh, same here. Glad to have you on board. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I was going through your, and, and Aaron gave a quick idea of your kind of uh, short bio there, but I was looking at your exhibits and your awards and all that thing, and I noticed one of them said Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl commercial with Jason Momoa. Hmm. And uh, wow, he's cool. Jason Momoa is, if, for those that don't know, he's Aquaman in, oh, uh, in, wow. the, in the Marvel comic movies. That is so cool. Yeah. So, so Clara, what was that? What was that uh, award about? The Rocket Mortgage. Uh, Oh my God, that was so exciting to see my work in a Super Bowl commercial. It was a surprise as well, because I didn't know anything about it. A friend called me the next day and she said, did you see your work? It was in the Super Bowl commercial. Wow. I said, no, I must see it. You know, I just missed it. That's huge. Yes. Huh. That's interesting. That is amazing. You know how many people try to get into the soup? Yeah. Into the that's well, especially like, advertisers. I mean, that's really something. So, how, so, um, uh, and and I'm already, you know, familiar with your work. So, uh, for those people that 
uh, have not seen your work, I highly recommend while you're listening to this podcast, uh, you want to go check out BertaArt.com. And uh, Clara's last name is spelled B-E-R-T-A. So it's BertaArt.com. And it's nice to look at the work while we're talking about it to give you a better idea. So um, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because um, I was at your studio a couple of years ago, and um, you were working with found material. You know, you, you were taking items that uh, you just found different places and you were transforming them into some impressive uh, abstract pieces. So can you talk a little bit about creating art with found material? I'd love to. I like to recycle materials. Hmm. And I remember when I was in Italy and Florence, I would peel off the... Um, advertisements or the theater type of uh, um, news that they would put and I would just um, you know take the words and glue them on top of each other actually with um, a media wow. with a media uh, medium varnish and um, also texture paste hmm. and I just love creating layers and layers and um, recycling the materials and also fabric I've used fabric in my work and this was you know about four or five years ago when I was really into mixed media. Hmm. Now, I just realized, like, less is more. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. So, well, you're, um, um, you're referring to, are you referring to the minimalism, or? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. I hmm. just, you know, I think it was about three and a half years ago, I had a bucket of paint, and I was like, maybe I should recycle that. And I didn't want to throw it away, and I just started pouring. And it was just incredible how the first piece came together. I had this beautiful circle, and the color in the bucket or the paint was not very exciting. But once Ooh. the paint dried, it looked so cool. Huh. I mean, it was so beautiful. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah, Aaron's going to, we're going to pull up your your uh, site on another screen so we can take a look at a few specific pieces. But, um I uh, also wanted to ask you um, uh, about, you know, I was talking to an artist earlier and he said something really interesting. I, I said to him, because he's creating these amazing stone sculptures, and I said, how long does it take you to create one of those? And he said, I don't know because I don't want to know. I, I'm, it's not about the time it takes me. And it was more to him about the art itself and yes. doing what you have to do to create it. So in my case, I, I mentioned to him that you know, because I do these drawings that take me forever to do, I, I, if somebody compliments one, the first thing out of my mouth is, that took me 12 hours or something like that. So yeah. in your case, do you do you uh, think about how long it takes to create a piece, or is that something that's ever been uh, a, a part of your thought process? You know, because some artists are very fast, and some artists are very, they take their time and that kind of thing, so... Sometimes I am fast, and sometimes I like to go slow. It's really more about enjoying the process of what I'm doing and expressing my emotions and my energy onto the canvas. And I have to wait in between, you know, so the paint dries. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can get, you know, painting could get muddy. And so I have to wait as well. Right. Painting, you know, art is editing. Hmm. It's about adding and removing that's what my mentor would tell me and and how do you so let's say that you like i'm looking at a a piece that's uh almost has a uh, it's an abstract piece but it almost has a, a delicate floral feel to it 
do you, uh, is there any specific kinds of inspiration that motivates you to go create a piece of art or is it just something where you just suddenly get a feeling or what is it that, that gets the process started? I love nature, I love hiking, I love the ocean. Of course, I've painted quite a few with blues. I love flowers. And lately, I think the flowers have been, you know, the colors, the violets, the pinks, the hot blues, and um, peonies I just love. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe a little bit of flowers, you know, um, flow into my work. And then um, I think it's all about feelings also. Yeah, because your use of color is very good. Um, uh, like Thank I was saying you. earlier, anybody who's listening, definitely look at the website and look at the look at the work because um, it really lends itself to high end, like uh, like a lobby. I, I mean, of course, I've seen it in locations, so it it does lend itself to like a, a high end location, like a, a high end lobby of a, a high end hotel or something like that, or yes. or a high a high end house in. Uh, uh, upscale house in maybe Malibu or Beverly Hills. A lot of uh, a lot of the work feels like it would just be right at home and in a really nice uh, large. You know what I mean, like a living room setting or something like that. I love your lady in blue. Oh, that's nice. I, I, I love that piece and your mini minimalism. Which one is it? What is it lady, called? Lady, lady, lady in. Oh, lady in blue. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how sometimes you get a shape uh -huh. and then it kind of looks like a female. That's right. And a body. And yeah. she's reaching out. And yep. I, I love when that happens. Exactly. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. It's exactly that. That's it's. That's right. <laughs> it looks like she's uh, reaching out and, and ready to hug somebody and, and ready to dance. <laughs> well, right? I love that. Another yeah. thing too is that um, you know a lot of artists struggle when they paint because they feel like everything is one level and one layer, meaning they they have a hard time getting three dimension or or any kind of, um, uh, what, what would you call it, contrast, let's say. But your your work, you have a lot of pieces where you go from opaque, solid, all the way to a translucent look, which a lot of people, I think, would uh, really enjoy maybe hearing a little bit about how you accomplish that. I think depth is really important. And also, I realize, like, three, three layers or three colors. There's something like about the rule of three maybe that applies in photography as well and um, the layers because that creates dimension hmm. and depth and then also textures and hmm. I still love texture hmm. because um, then you have the textures are you know heavier paints lighter paints where the paints uh, the end of it new new part starts um the new layers, like I'm looking at one that has a yellow background and then the orange and then the yellow, I mean a hot pink. So it's all about the layers. I think three is like a good number in layers also. I mean, you could layer it more and more, but like sometimes three works really well. Hmm. I, also too, another thing I uh, um, was thinking about too is, uh, and I talked to a few artists recently about this as well, and that's that and, and I've experienced this myself, and that is that the viewer of the art either doesn't fully understand or appreciate what went into making the art. And so, you know, there, there are situations where, um, you know, working in an art gallery, uh, you know, you I watched an artist one time, uh, his last name is Gonzalez, and I watched him 
paint. His name is Rodel Gonzalez. He, he painted this perfect, uh, uh, you know, depiction of architecture, and this wow. was this was photorealism, beautiful, beautiful art. And and uh, these people were walking through the gallery, and they were looking at one artist, and they said, "Oh, that's interesting." And then they stopped at another artist and made a comment, and then they um, got to his art and threw a comment out like. Oh, I've seen tons of, of paintings like that where it's a picture of blah, blah, blah. And then they kept on going. And I thought to myself, you know, this I watched this guy do this, you know, using a magnifying glass and, and bright lights and all this, sit there and just tedious work. And so in your case, um, I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about, you know, because you're dealing with large pieces. You have to have a large space for that. You're dealing with having to transport them. You're dealing with the material that you have to uh, obtain to make them. So can you talk about a little bit about how much effort goes into creating, let's say, a, a large 46 by 46 abstract that's got some texture to it? Oh, I love that size. That's a beautiful size. I, I really love doing bigger than that, like 48 by 72. And the reason I like that is because there's more movement. It's also like, I, I think because I love dancing and moving, and it like gives me flexibility to expand as an artist as well. Mm -hmm. So I had a beautiful studio and gallery in downtown Los Angeles on Main Street, and I closed it in December. And now my studio is at home in, my, in our loft, so I've taken over the living room. So I still have a beautiful space, except I would like to have it be bigger because, yes, I have to move things around and protect the art and, you know, get corners and wrap it up really nicely when I have them delivered. So I have to protect the artwork. I would and imagine that's important. I would imagine also in a big space, it's nice to be able to step back and look at the art from a distance and... Um, while you're creating it and uh yes yes very important to step away and then uh have a place to view it i agree with you and plus you're you're you i would imagine also and i know there's a video of you working but at times i would imagine it gets pretty physical meaning if yes you're, yeah. yes i think sometimes i'm cleaning up more than i'm painting right <laughs> <laughs> because you know paint flows on the floor yeah and it goes all over but uh Cleaning up is fun too. And also but, too, uh, uh, I don't want to... thing I wanted to share with you real oh. quick is like negative space is also important in a painting to create balance. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I was going to ask you another question about... Uh, uh, oh, I was thinking about the uh, past year because of, you know, this whole virus thing that's been going on and it looks like it's looks like it's going to be better uh, here soon but how is yes. this how has this past year impacted because I know you you opened a gallery um, well it's been how long ago was it that you opened your gallery it's the, the a year and a half yeah ago. it's been a year and so a half it was the year in 2019 I opened it in the summer uh -huh. and then in December um, 2020 I closed it oh okay okay yeah. So the so can you talk a little bit about how you were impacted by the? Uh, of course, I love being on Downtown Art Walk. You know, being on a tour, everybody just loved coming to the gallery. I was like first on the tour, and now of course you know we don't have tours anymore. And Downtown Art Walk has, you know, has been very quiet. I don't know if they still exist or not. 
Mm. So, um, yes, of course it affected me. They, I had some good months and some really slow months as well. Um, but I've learned to build and build relationships with collectors and galleries that love my work. And so um, they have been very supportive. That's and of amazing. course, galleries are selling art online. Hmm. So that's yeah. been really, really good. Yeah, yes. that's kind of that's kind of what I was uh, leading into is uh, because right now so many artists have to rely on the internet. Um, is uh, it sounds like you went through a similar, but but many of them don't have the wherewithal or the you know ability to build a website or have somebody do it for them or whatever. So a lot of artists it just really put them in a bad situation where they're just kind of not being seen by anybody. So you, uh, you've always had a good uh, online presence. And uh, one of the things that um, in the past that uh, attracted a lot of attention for you was that you were teaching others how to create art. And, um, and so you had classes. Do you still do the classes or is that something? I do private lessons occasionally. Okay. I'll okay. have one person at a time. And uh, I love teaching. I love giving back. I've been teaching for 12 years. Mm. And it's something that gives me joy because mm. I love sharing and I love seeing the healing aspects of how it affects a person. And because that's why I became an artist. It helped me to heal mm. through the loss of my husband. Mm. And so um, the art like took over my life. Mm. Wow. Well, yeah, that's... Uh that's, that's, you know, that's... Art is very cathartic. Definitely, I mean, definitely. Yes, very. One, one time you and told the me... the other thing I think is very important is being proactive. Yeah. So, and being supportive with other artists and, um, you know, mind shift. It's all about being positive and being in gratitude every day. Hmm. I feel that really helps me. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I, that's one thing I've told people for years, you know, that... Um, artwork or let's say a piece of art is an antidepressant you only pay for one time (laughs) and uh, and it keeps on working with you for a long time right well because uh, i'll tell you why i i said that because i used to sell the master's works uh i know i've talked to you about that in the past and so Uh i had a customer who was a big fan of salvador dali's and so uh, i sold her a few pieces she was a uh, you know we talked all the time good customer and uh, then one day she called with bad news that she had been uh, severely injured and wow. she was stuck in a bed that she had one window in that room that she was in the bedroom she was in and she actually had them custom elevate the bed so she could see out the window farther because she the doctor said you're going to be in this bed for like six months and wow. yeah and so <clears throat> she um she we were talking and and she said, you know, I really like the surrealism, but she said, I need something that will, um, you know, help me to heal. And so we started looking th- at different art, and there's uh, uh, an, actor, an actor out there a lot of people have heard of named Joan Chen, and her brother is Chase Chen. And I was, at the time, I was selling Chase Chen's serographs, and they're really, really high quality, very nice works of art. And uh, he did a painting of a... a a, a woman walking through a field like a summer dress type of a painting but uh-huh. and he put a long uh, rustic fence going off into the distance and when this lady saw this painting she instantly mentally kind of owned it she just had to have it mm-hmm. and uh-huh. and so I talked to her about 
maybe three months went by, and she said, I look at that painting every day, and and she was talking about how it impacted her, and then I talked to her probably four or five months later, and she was uh, not fully healed, but she was walking around, and again, she said, that painting is part of why I, she said, I studied every inch of it, I, she, she got out a, a ledger, and she wrote about how she, what she thought the artist was trying to say, and what the woman was thinking about, and it got into this whole story about a lost love and all this stuff, and so, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, art as a, as a way of healing, um, is, and of course, your comment, uh, sparked that memory, so I, I, I know for a fact that people have probably looked at your work as well, and it's helped their mood, you know, especially lately. Yes. You know, especially right now, we need art around us to make us feel good and to help us heal and to bring beauty and joy into our life. Yeah. Oh, um, I was going to ask you, uh, Clara, do you have any shows coming up? That I, I just um, uh, signed with a gallery in Arizona in Tubac. Oh, oh so wonderful. There. Oh, how wonderful. In Tubac, Arizona, with Cobalt Fine Arts Gallery. Wow. So I'll be showing with them, yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Very nice. And currently, if someone wants to see your work, I know we've got BertaArt.com. Uh, what about any, I know galleries have been struggling, but um, are there any other galleries that uh, uh, might, where they might be able to see the work? or? Of course. Art Space Warehouse in Los Angeles, Ethos in Newport Beach, Max Fine Art in Florida. Um, I have a gallery in Dubai. Wow. Right now I, yes, Dubai. That's exciting. How exciting. Yes, right in downtown Dubai. It's across the street from Burj Khalifa, huh. the tallest building in the world. Oh, wow. my gosh. Wow. wow. That's Very that's... exciting. And I have representation in China. Wow. Oh, wow. Well, I think it, it, you know, it goes back to that thing. I used to tell people there's two kinds of music, good music and bad music. And... You know, and and same thing with acting and other things. And I think with art, I mean, the art, uh, in a way, it, if the art is is good and the quality is good, and it and it, you know what I mean, it, it sort of uh, yes. takes on a life of its own, and and it sort of sells itself in a way because a certain person will see it and they just mentally own it, you know. So, um, but that's all very exciting. You're uh, you're definitely doing something right. That's for sure. I like oh, I thank like you. I like I how appreciate you... your support very much. Of course. So uh, we've we've I, I usually try to keep these at twenty minutes. We're at twenty two minutes. So uh, we probably I mean we could probably keep going and have lots to talk about. But I think the main uh, thing for right now is uh, you know uh, visitors go to Clara's website. Definitely look at the art. If you own a commercial space, you definitely want to like take a look at the website. Um, and uh, uh, Clara, you're going to probably be listing uh, events coming up on your website. I would imagine. Of course. Okay. We're writing a blog about Dubai right now. Wonderful. So, yes. Very exciting. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah, so good. So we're going to end it there, but I want you to know that we really appreciate you participating. You're a, uh, you have a good uh, sort of uh, upbeat mental attitude about things. Which and we're I really so like. excited for you. Yeah. So excited oh, for you. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I'm so happy that I could be with you guys. Thank you. Of course, you. of course. And so um, we're going to let you go for now, and then um, possibly we might do another uh, interview with you in the near future, you know, because uh, like I said, I think things are going to be changing and shows are going to be happening and all that kind of thing. 
maybe we'll even be out mobile uh, at some events and then be podcasting that way as well. So, oh, that's um, a wonderful idea. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're gonna once it's uh, freed up, we're gonna get mobile and uh, do some uh, live, visit, maybe live streaming or yeah, live yeah. events and that type of thing. Also, yeah. 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 So, um, okay, Clara. Well, we will talk to you soon. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. Aaron, you want to say bye? Bye bye. <laughs> it was great hearing bye. from you. All okay. right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you. Okay. Bye. All right. bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, everybody, I think you got all the information on the website and all that. Uh, you can always go to our website, which is artworkpodcast.com. And we'll have more information there and links to each of these podcasts. So if you need to go back and find some information, uh, it'll all be there. Yeah, I'm so excited to hear more artists. There you go. Yeah, yeah we, ha we have some, uh, we have the next interview coming up is going to be with, uh, let's see, it's on the 12th with Michael uh, Gravielli, I believe is how you pronounce that. And then we're going to interview Jackie Nash on the 16th. She's a printmaker, so we're going to hear more about how uh, prints are made. Alrighty. Awesome. All right. You got very anything cool. else you want to say, Aaron? Yay. Yay? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's a, I appreciate that. Okay, everybody. Until next time, we will see you soon. Bye.